All praises to the Most High and the Most High only. I'm your host, Brownson Arabia G. I'm bringing to you another episode of The Narrow Path of the Righteous. The Most High put it on my spirit to speak on useless eaters, a term that was infamously coined by the Jesuit Nephilim puppet Henry Kissinger. It is a term that more than likely was used from more people than just Henry Kissinger, who we all know to be that character from the FBI, so to speak. Many people are gonna be confused by what a useless eater really means and why it was said. But those who've been studying, those who've been seeking the most high, those who've been searching for justice, righteousness, and truth, will be able to understand the connection and the importance of this term and what it means. The term useless eater is supposed to be a derogatory term. A term that describes you and I. A term that describes the average everyday enslaved individual, regardless of gender, regardless of so-called race or so-called nationality, whatever you want to call it. You see, if you are not born into these bloodlines, if you are not a part of the elite, if you are not willing to partake in Freemasonry, if you are not willing to join a fraternity or sorority, and partake in rituals, occult rituals, blood sacrifice, anything wicked under the sun, then you are deemed a useless eater. You see, to really understand this term, you gotta be able to study your enemies. And those that have been growing along with me in this podcast will remember the times, the multiple times that I've spoke on eugenics and eugenesis. A topic and a movement that really isn't discussed, really doesn't have the spotlight that it ha- it should because that's exactly how they want it to be. They don't want you knowing about eugenesis and eugenics they don't want you knowing how they view you even though they mock you day and night even though they view you as too stupid 
and too dumb and too idiotic to understand what they're doing right in front of you. They still know that there are individuals who are going to do the research, who are going to connect the dots and who are going to warn. So that's why the topic of eugenics really isn't something that is in the mainstream whatsoever. It's a topic that really needs to have light shined on it because we all know the end game for these Nephilim, for these wicked elites. We all know that they're crashing the worldwide Babylonian economies so that they can usher in the new world order. We know that there's no stopping it. This is all prophecy anyway. And that it needs to get to this point because we know when the wicked multiply, it's because their end is near. So if we think it's bad now, we're going to be in for a rude awakening and we have to come to grips with reality and accept reality, accept that there is evil and there's darkness that has consumed the earth. Because without accepting it, we're going to be consumed by it. If we're just in our emotions and we're just shocked, how are we ever going to plan against it? How are we ever going to come together and grow and learn from each other and prepare? See, that's why we speak the truth. That's why we face the truth. That's why we speak on any type of topic. No type of topic is too out there in terms of the truth. If it needs to be spoken about, it will. Regardless of popularity. See, I never started creating this podcast for any type of popularity. I knew that with the information that the Most High put on my spirit and the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that the Most High blessed me with and the mercy that the Most High continued to show me along with patience, I knew that the least that I could do was start putting together my thoughts, start putting together the notes and research that I've come to conclusions on and share it with you so that you can learn and grow and look back at your own experiences and connect with the message. And then hopefully from there, the message provides you with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that you can take with you in your life as a lifelong skill. And hopefully it inspires or motivates those that listen to create their own, to create their own content, whether it's YouTube videos, whether you're on Instagram or Twitter, shooting off the truth, or whether you're doing your own podcast, whatever it may be, it's each one teach one and we all need to learn from each other. We all need to correct and support and warn each other. So eugenics is a topic that many of us are aware of because we understand our enemies. We study our enemies just like our enemies study us. The definition of eugenics, the study or practice of attempting to improve the human gene pool by encouraging the reproduction of people considered to have desirable traits and discouraging or preventing the reproduction of people considered to have undesirable traits. The science of generative or pre-created development, the doctrine of progress or evolution, especially in the human race through improved conditions in the relations to the sexes. The science of improving stock, whether human or animal, 
You see, you got to listen to the words. You got to understand that words carry meaning, especially this English language, which is a snake language. Just like the brother Edgar Mendix has pointed out, it's a poor language. It's a language that casts spells. It's a language with dual meanings, a very deceiving, deceiving, deceiving and nefarious language it can be. So you got to really pay attention. You know, if we look at this definition, the last one, the science of improving stock, whether animal or human or animal, in the eyes of the elite, you are an animal. Your life doesn't matter. You're here so that they can have authority, dominion, and governance over you. You're here to be controlled. That's why many of you notice that I use the analogy guard dog. When I compare it to the people who completely support Babylon, the people who completely turn their face away from tyranny and keep quiet and are silent. The people who love this system, love a system that's full of oppression and poverty and deception and manipulation and violence and terror and tyranny and enslavement. People who love this system, you're the guard dogs for the elite, for the Nephilim, and they still consider you a useless eater. You know, when you really break it down, it's, it's a sad reality to live in because you're not living. You don't even have control of your own soul. Just imagine that, having a soul, but not even having control of it. So you basically cease to exist. You're the walking dead. You're a part of the herd mentality. You suffer from predictive programming. You become a virtue signaler. You're fine with any type of tyranny. It doesn't matter whether they muzzle you up, they lock you down, or they inject you with foreign chemicals. You see, to them, you are a guinea pig. You're simply a rat in the rat race a hamster in the hamster wheel. You're going around and around and around, giving them your energy, giving them their life source, your life force, which is your time and your energy. Because they know that they can't flourish without us. You see, useless eaters are what they describe us as, as a way to insult us, as a way to dehumanize us, a way to degrade us. And they've been doing a great job of that, especially over the last year and a half. You see, when someone doesn't respect you and someone thinks you're stupid, the vast majority of us will at least have the common sense and discernment to recognize that and remove said individual from our life or remove ourselves from their life. But what's interesting is that the vast majority of people know deep down in their gut, in their spirit, that they've been lied to their whole times, that they've been led astray. But through their pride, through their arrogance, through their ego, through their lack of knowledge, they would rather hold on to that lie, hold on to that abuser. They'd rather be a guard dog 
for an abusive owner that doesn't even care about them, that could care less about their conditions, that could care less about their life, that could care less about their well-being. And in fact, it's an abusive owner that poisons you through your food, through your water, through your education, your education because they put you in the systems of indoctrination. They can't brainwash you without putting you through the indoctrination systems of education, of the financial, of the government, of the healthcare and the religion. Just like the brothers that I've spoken about, Edgar Mendix, Paul Davis, Surf Only the Creator, Swarta Dawood, they put you in a cube. All of these systems are a part of the cube. And the cube is here to control you. Your heart, mind, and soul, your body, everything. Not only does this cube and this Nephilim Babylonian system want your body and mind, they want your soul. They want to control you from the cradle to the grave. They know that they cease to exist without us, without the real mankind. Not the agents, not the fakers, not the phony, not the ones who pretend to be children of the Most High, not the deceivers, not the beast of the field. You see, they need us to run everything for them because without us, they cease to exist like I've spoken about. And in my humble opinion, many brothers have helped crack the code. The brothers that I had mentioned just earlier who are in the truth are diligently seeking the Most High, diligently living by the laws, the statutes, the commandments, and teaching us to do so, and diligently digging deep on these Nephilim and these society. That's why you hear me speaking about Nephilim quite a bit. That's why you you saw me devote a whole entire episode of They Live to the Nephilim, because you got to understand the history of about why we're enslaved, and we must understand who our enemies are so that we know how to maneuver, that we know to how to outwit them. Because just like the brother Edgar Mendixson mentioned, they're not creative. They can't create anything original. All they can do is take the hard work of other people and defile it and rearrange it and hide and add and subtract. That's all they can do. There's nothing original that comes from Nephilim because how can you be original if you have no soul? How can you be original if you don't even care about the creation of the Most High? If your whole vendetta is predicated off violence and you're bloodthirsty, how can you be creative? You're just an animal. You're just a beast. That's all you are. So when you really think about it, that's a coping mechanism for the Nephilim, calling us useless eaters. Because they're really describing themselves. They're really describing how pathetic and empty they are. They're really describing how weak they are. 
how they can only use deception to outwit us, but we're waking up. The judgments are here, the prophecies are underway, and we're gonna see a large shift. We're gonna see a large shift, and we'll see really who the useless eaters truly are. Is it gonna be the righteous, or is it gonna be the wicked? We're going to do a deep dive into the topic of useless eaters. We're going to do a deep dive into the topic of why we are called this and why who calls us useless eaters. We're going to do a deep dive into why we shouldn't be deterred, why we shouldn't be afraid or fearful of these beasts or this system, why we should put our trust into the Most High. It's not about believing, brothers and sisters. It's about knowing. That you could, people could ask you, oh, do you believe in the Most High? I, I don't believe in the Most High. I know the Most High. I know the creation of the Most High. I, I've started to figure out the puzzle. Many of us have. All the brothers and sisters that I've mentioned before multiple times in podcasts have been diligently working to break down Babylon. And I got nothing but love for each and every single one of them. Because it helped me get to this point. It helped me see things clearly. Things that I prayed on, that the Most High revealed to me. Things that the Most High confirmed for me that I learned. You see, when something makes sense, not only in your heart, but your mind and your soul, and you can feel it in your body, that means that you're using your senses. The Most High gave us our senses, which in a sense is discernment. Being able to see things for what they are, being able to hear things for what they are, being able to use your mind to put things together, be able to feel things for what they are, being able to smell BS when you need to. That in and of itself is what makes us who we are. That's discernment. That's common sense. And we were born with it. And it's one of, if not the most important tool that we have outside of our righteousness. Because when you have common sense and discernment, that means that you have wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. That means that you have elevated yourself. You know, I was just talking about this with my woman recently. And I was talking to her and I was like, you know what? Because if we were talking about the topic of language and how different people speak different languages, so on and so forth, and we were watching an Egger video or listening to one or we we're talking about one, whatever it was. And we had mentioned how, you know, Edgar had mentioned how English is really a Nephilim created language and it just made sense. And I was like, do you, could you imagine how we interacted before all of this happened? How we were, before we were removed from the creation of the Most High? How did we interact? What language did we have? Was it just one language? How did we interact with animals and plants? Because the reason why I brought this up 
was because I've been taking everything that I've been learning and I've been piecing it together through collaboration with other brothers and sisters in the truth through my own findings. And it just started to click with me, especially when we learned that these cities are just simply breeding grounds for Nephilim and that they want us as far away from nature as possible. As far away from naturality. They don't want you growing your own food. They don't want you gathering your own clean water. They don't want you to be able to build on your own land, use your own skill sets. They don't want you to have clean air. They don't want you to have freedom and have control of your time, which is your energy source and your energy force. No, they don't want any of that because they cease to exist. They need you and I to be using their systems. They need you and I to have covenants with them, to have a social security card, to have a birth certificate so that we're in their system, to have IDs, to be registered, to sign their terms and conditions so that they can then charge us for our food that we should be able to grow. And they can defile our food. They can even make it up out of nowhere. You know how much fake food people eat? They want to be able to charge us for dirty water. They want to be able to charge us an arm and a leg just to live either in a house and pay a mortgage or just to live in an apartment or a condo and pay rent. They want us constantly gone five days a week, if not more, working 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 hours just to live. They want us to work to live and live to work. So when I was thinking about this the other day, just putting together all of this realization and understanding the Nephilim even more, I was thinking to myself, imagine the powers. I'm not going to say powers in the terms of some kind of ritual that we all can perform or so-called black magic or necromancy or voodoo or anything like that. No, I'm talking about the strength that the Most High gave us. Imagine our potential if we literally lived by the natural way, if we lived amongst the animals and nature, if we ate from the earth, if we took care of the earth, if we shared and collaborated. I was talking to my woman, I was like, I honestly feel in my heart of hearts and my soul that when we were actually living through the creation of the Most High, when if, if and when that happened, you know, maybe this happened with our ancestors, who knows? This is just where my heart is going with it. I was like thinking about when we were aligned with the Most High, when we were living by the laws, the statutes, commandments, when we were aligned with everything in the creation, I guarantee that we were able to communicate with animals. We were able to communicate with plants and flowers and herbs and finding medicine, to communicate with nature. And people are gonna be like, oh, that's crazy. Are you saying you can talk to a tree or you can talk to a fox? Anybody who has a spirit knows that animals have a spirit, that they have a soul, that they have feelings, that they think. But in my opinion, they've been waiting for us to get it together, for real mankind to come back and get it together because we were here to have dominion, but dominion means to take care of. Dominion means that we don't use them as food and business. 
and destroy their habitats for our own gain, for our own greed. No, dominion means you take care and you love and respect. You're grateful for life and you're also grateful to life. That's all life is about. Is it enjoying it and spending your quality time with your family and friends and enjoying the creation that the Most High gave us? That's what we're supposed to spend our days doing. And the naturality is that reminder. You know, shout out to the mag. He's been speaking a lot on the naturality as well. Making excellent points. Without it, where we cease to be who we were meant to be. Think about all the potential that we, you and I have. If we were aligned, if we knew exactly how to survive in the wilderness, survive off this land, to make our own food, to be able to have enough food for a large family. If we wanted five, 10, 15 kids, we could do it because we know the most high said be fruitful and multiply. If that's something that's important to you, why should you have to live in society that tells you that, oh, you know, maybe you should only have one or two or makes it illegal in some places such as China or Japan. I'm not sure exactly which country, but makes it illegal to have more than one or two kids. Just imagine. Imagine not living in this bubble of suppression where they tell you where you can and can't go to, where you can and can't travel to or visit. Dictating when you can visit and how expensive it will be to visit. Things that are supposed to be free for you and I. You know, they want to keep us dumbed down and disconnected from the Most High because they want us to be useless eaters. That's the only way they can control us. In my heart of hearts, in my spirit, in my soul, I know that when we become aligned and connected with nature, with the creation, when we begin to heal, when the Most High begins to heal it and the judgments are truly here, the prophecies are underway and in everybody's face, because it's going to get to a point where people are going to not be able to deny the Most High anymore. I say we're very close to this, that point, because right now you still have the naysayers, the doubters, the detractors, the Cape Crusaders, the ones who want to see Babylon survive, the ones who claim that the earth is going to be gone in a hundred years, that it's not going to happen in our lifetime, that, oh, this is, you know, this is just history repeating itself. Like all those people, they're going to see very soon how incorrect and wrong they've been, how their arrogance and their ego and their pride will lead them to the slaughter if they don't change sooner than later. So I know in my heart of hearts, the Most High will show that sign. But what has me hopeful and what has me motivated and inspired is knowing that we still have an ability to change what we can change right now. To continue to expose these Nephilim, to continue to expose their system and show and teach our brothers and sisters and support them and show them the real creation of the Most High. You know, we don't pretend to have all the answers. I've never sat up here and said I've been 100% correct. No one has all the answers. We already know that. Only the Most High has all the answers. But the Most High expects you to at least try. If you make a mistake, I've made mistakes and I've apologized to it for him on podcast. Because I've been going through so much growth that I could even look back at old episodes and I wouldn't even agree with the things that I was saying. I would look, listen to him and be like, wow, I was completely off in this place. I'm not too proud to say that. I'm not prideful enough to say that. It's just growth. I want to learn. I want to know. I want to do better. And that's really where we should all be as men and women. 
we should not be in a position where we can be called useless eaters. And in a sense, you almost can't argue with them because a lot of people are useless in the fact that I'm not saying their life doesn't matter. I'm saying, what do they add to the creation? Are they just taken away from the creation? Are they just defiling it? Are they destroying it? Are they aiding the destruction of it? Or what, what are they doing to benefit the creation, to benefit the Most High? You know, the Most High is only going to work in your life if you show to the Most High that you're willing to be obedient. You know, why would someone, I'm not going to say, you know, why would someone, why would our Creator want to protect you if you don't even care enough to get to know the Creator, to even search for truth? If you can see evil right in front of your face by just turning on your TV, and you continue to ignore it and support it, best believe that you will be recompensed. Like, that's just what you got to understand. It takes many people to hit rock bottom, but even the ones that hit rock bottom sometimes never wake up from it. They never open their eyes from it. And it's not like the Most High wants you and I to hit rock bottom in order for us to find the Most High. But there's only so much patience that our Creator is going to have for you and I. Only so much. So I know in my heart of hearts, once we become aligned and connected back with the naturality, back with the way that we're supposed to live, imagine the changes. Imagine the alignment we'll have with just animals and creation. Everything will flourish. Everything will do its part because it's not like the animals or nature have broken commandments. It's been us this whole time. We've been the ones that every animal, all the creation has been waiting for, that the Most High has been waiting for. It's been us. So in a sense, we deserve to be called useless eaters because there's truth to it. behind the term useless eater. And it's not to demean anyone or degrade them, but it we have to speak the bitter truth. There's going to be many, many people who will be led to the slaughter, consciously and subconsciously. Because there are people out there who are anti-Most High and proud about it who are Satanist or whatever term they want to use, or it doesn't matter. We already know that there's going to be a portion of people like that to the bitter end. And there's going to be another portion of people who continue to follow and idolize their elites, idolize the system of man. There's still going to be people who trust the science and continue to allow themselves and even their children to be guinea pigs. Especially with everything going on right now in the world. You know, they're pulling a really sick stunt on the masses right now by giving them a little bit of room to breathe, a little bit of more freedom, allowing them to enjoy a few weeks of summer. You notice how quiet it's been? Minus if you're 
a few false flags and psyops here and there. Yeah, that make me, no mistake. There's no coincidence behind that. We're not back to any type of normal. We're not getting any closer to bridging the gap because you must understand that they need to do things in phases with you. That this is not just a spiritual war, but this is a psychological war that is being played against the people. It's physical, it's psychological, and it's spiritual. If you're not even using your brain, you're not going to understand what's right in front of you. If you're still falling for the hoopla, if you're still clinging to the television and your scientists to tell you how to live and what to do, if you're still up to your neck in fear and stress over a hoax virus, over a boogeyman, then yes, they deem you as a useless eater. Because you're essentially helping them out. You're doing the job for them. You know, they can get half of you to go virtue signal for them. They can get half of you just to go argue with people such as myself, people in the truth. They can get half of you to go out there and call us conspiracy theorists, call us crazy, call us loonies, say we need help, all this and the third. Try to fight us, put hands on us, insult us, slander our name, get us fired, all these things they can get you to do. Because to them, you're no threat. You're useless. You've already been defeated. You're the walking dead. You're no threat to them because they know there's nothing going on in your brain other than the programming that they give to you. You notice how everything that you know in life has been provided to you? Have you noticed that? Have you ever actually come to a conclusion using your own senses, your own common sense and discernment? Not many of us have, have we? You know, that's how they want to keep it. That's why the censorship is an all-time high. That's why the gatekeepers are coming out in droves. That's why the propaganda is being pushed so much so to the point where it's straight laughable. The things that you hear them saying and telling people. You know, I already spoke multiple months ago about the whole variance. We saw that from miles away. Miles away. I spoke about the African variant and what was the one? And the one from New Zealand or Australia. The UK variant. All these different variants. And I told, I told all of you. I'm like, it's just going to be a matter of time before they come up with the biggest variant. And it's going to be a matter of time. They're going to give you a little bit of a break. Because they can't keep giving the masses this psyop every day. Notice how they still talk about COVID, but not really. They're giving you a little bit of break so that they can start talking about, oh, you know, the power grid and China and Russia and our relationships with them and the G7 summit and all this dumb stuff people fall for as if they're over there doing anything. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They're over there talking about your well-being, people you don't know. You would you would trust that, huh? You would trust that. I guarantee half of you wouldn't even trust your own mailman 
to watch your kids while you go run up to the run up to run a, an errand. Even if the errand was five minutes away, I guarantee half of you wouldn't even trust your mailman that you've known for years. So why would you trust people that you don't even know with your life and the life of your kids? People with a track record of deception and manipulation and violence and murder. Does that make any sense? That's why they call you and I useless eaters. It's because they've known they got into a point where they have full control of most people's mind, bodies, and souls. 100% full control of them. Most people are the walking dead. This indoctrination system sucks the life out of people and spits them out into the rat race and they're no longer who they once were. Many people have no idea who they really are. People in their 20s, their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, 60s, even older, have had no idea who they are. All they know is the image that they were given in Babylon, in the rat race. And that's a sad state. That's not how the Most High made you to live. The Most High didn't make you to suffer and be stressed out and to be terrorized and to be worried and to be unsettled and to be nervous, to be anxious. What would be the point of making the creation then? When you can look at animals and see how peaceful they are if no one's messing with them. Do yourself a favor, go to a park, go to a state park, go to a national park and spend time in nature. Set up a tent. Set up a hammock, whatever you have. Shoot, even hang out on the ground if you want. But spend time in nature and look how peaceful it is. From the insects to the animals, to the terrain. Tell me, once you get back from that experience, was there any anxiety? Was there any confusion? Was there any tension or worry? Did you see any, or did you experience peace of mind and quiet, quietness and tranquility? I mean, use your senses, people. Stop allowing people to tell you how to think and feel and what to do. You're not living your life. You're not living. You deserve to be free. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to enjoy the days that you have on this earth in the creation. Those days should be long. Those days should be void of anything this Babylonian system gives you. This day should be void of any vaccines, of any chemicals, of any antibiotics, of any over-the-counter drugs, or any quote-unquote medicine, or any quote-unquote health care that they give to us. Your day should be free of having to go through their indoctrination systems and spending basically your whole entire childhood and young adolescent life learning BS that doesn't even matter, that isn't even real. They've taken the reality of the Most High and they've recreated it. They've defiled it. And no wonder why they arrogantly and boastfully mock you every day. No wonder why they feel so 
free to call you a useless eater. They even get so excited to get on TV, on the national stage, and dress up like the characters that they are and tell you that they're going to depopulate you. Telling you years in advance that the next war would be a bio war, would be bio warfare. They tell you right to your face because they know the majority of us are too dumb, too idiotic, too full of arrogance, ego, and pride to even see the message. They've turned everybody inside out for the most part, where most people are just balls of emotion, where there's no common sense. There's no logic, there's no reason, there's no rationale. People can't even have a conversation anymore without getting heated or getting offended. And that's the truth. They've turned us into blobs. They love when the society is fat and obese and lazy because they know then you become incompetent. They know when they can affect your gut health, which is basically your second brain. Go look it up. Go look into your gut health. They know once they have control of that, they have control of you. They know you're going to be too dumb, too stupid, too cloudy-headed, too lazy to look at the signs right in front of you. They knew that they needed to have full control of us from day one, from when we were born, in order to make us useless. They gave us religion and idols to worship instead of the Most High, and they told us we're not perfect, that we were born sinful. That was an incredible drop that the brother Edgar Mendix had mentioned about this Christianity and the lies they tell you. How you're not perfect. The Most High didn't make you perfect. You're born with sin. Somebody needed to die for you that you have many issues. So when you begin thinking like that, you begin consciously and subconsciously believing you are a useless eater, that you are useless. Many people throw the towel in the minute they hear that lie. Oh, so I was born a sin? So somebody died for me, so why should I put any work? Why should I even seek righteousness? Why should I even care about justice or truth? You all say that I'm sinful. You all say that I'm a terrible person. You see how they get you? You see how they warp your mind? You see how they mold you like clay? No wonder why they call you us useless eaters. I've been a useless eater for the majority of my life. That doesn't say or negate the fact that my life meant something. The Most High does not like to see us in this condition. The Most High is merciful. Not their gods, Yahweh or Yahawashi or the, the violent gods. The Most High is merciful. It's not like the Most High wants to see us useless all the times, all the years of my life where I was adding nothing to the creation. I was just taking, where I was greedy, where I was selfish, where I was arrogant, where I was egotistical, where I was prideful, where I was vengeful, where I was revengeful, where I was petty, where I was scheming. where I was gossiping, we've all done it. 
where all I could care about was fleeting, feeding my flesh and arguing with those that tried to show me a different side, a different alternative, those who were genuinely worried for me. Yeah, I've been a useless eater a good portion of my life. Listening to what they tell me, voting, trusting in a president, trusting in a government. Yeah, I've been a useless eater a good portion of my life. They had me where they wanted me for the majority of my life. They had me believing that, you know, working hard in high school and going to college and taking out all this debt was the right move. You know, everyone else was doing it. I was a part of the herd mentality. Even though deep down at 16, 17, 18, I had no idea what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. I had no idea what the real world was like. I was never prepared for it, really. Outside of my parents who did the best that they could with the time that they had, with how much they had to work to put a roof over my head and my brother's head and food on the table. Outside of that, it's not like these, the education indoctrination system helped me prepare for the world, helped me see things clearly, no. So I was a useless eater, just going along to get along. Voting when I knew deep down that something to this was off, that something didn't add up, that things didn't seem to change, that things seemed seemingly were getting worse right before my eyes. Where I was going and trusting their health, their health care, and going to visit their doctors, and letting them poke and prod and use me as a guinea pig. You see, I'm grateful that the Most High had me stop doing that at the age of 18. Because that was my discernment kicking in and telling me because there's been moments in my life where I could just feel it in my spirit that something was not for me or that I needed to make a better decision and I made it and I never looked back and when I make those decisions you know I realize eventually it could be right away it could be later in time that I made the right decision by listening to my discernment my gut instinct and those decisions that I made those big life decisions have always been the best decisions I've made when I think about my life and I look back at things, the things that stick out to me are always the ones where I was at a crossroad and I had to make a decision and my spirit was directing, guiding, and leading me because that was the most high creeping in. Because the most high never wanted me to be a useless eater. The most high had bigger and better things for me. The most high didn't, ha didn't make me the man that I am that came from my father's seed and came from my mother's womb, that came and was born into this earth. The most I didn't have plans for me to go to school and then rack up debt and then to come out of school and then fight to make a salary and struggle and live paycheck to paycheck for a good portion of my early 20s. The most I didn't want me competing with my friends and my colleagues and the world to try to get the bag, to make it rain all this corny stuff that we spend our days doing, chasing after a career, a job, a salary. Most I didn't make me to be like that, to be focused on the wrong things. The Most High gave me a destiny, a purpose, a mission, the tools to create my own legacy, my own family legacy, a lineage, to be able to add to the creation of the Most High, 
to live by justice, righteousness, and truth, to care, support, love, and warn those in my life, to listen more than I speak, to always be curious and inquisitive and to always be learning because life is a long journey of learning and growing. Life is meant to be explored. Our days literally are meant to be fruitful and we're supposed to multiply and spend our days with our family and travel the earth, do whatever we want, wake up when we want, do what we want, have everything that we need because when we have everything we need and we don't have to exert all of this extra energy just to get it, we're not going to need escapism. We're not going to need any alternatives to escape our reality. We're not going to need the alcohol and the drugs and the promiscuity. When we truly, when our soul is being fed, when your soul is being fed, we're not going to need all those extra trinkets, the glitter and the glamour that they give to us in Babylon. We're not going to need any of that because we have everything that we need. We don't need to exert all of this energy where we're so a ball of stress and then we need to release it every Friday or Saturday by going out and getting blackout drunk or taking some acid or popping some molly or chasing after some women and, and tricking off your life force or watching a bunch of porn and tricking off your testosterone. We wouldn't even need to do that. We wouldn't be animalistic like that. Think about a pet. When a pet has been ignored. Think about, for instance, a German Shepherd. We all know that that's a working dog. That's a dog that's bred to be not only domesticated because of how intelligent it is, but it's also there to be a guard dog, to be a protector. It, a German Shepherd, truly, to make a German Shepherd happy, you need to give it enough room to run around and enough exercise and you need to give it a purpose but think about the dogs that don't get that if a dog's been cooped up in a crate all day stressed out basically under the authority and dominion of an owner that doesn't care about them that neglects them that mocks them that harms them the dog is eventually going to act out the dog will start freaking out might bite you will start being disobedient. We'll do anything that it can to get rid of that agony. It's no different than how they treat us. They take away everything that we needed and they put us into a kennel and they control our every movement, our every thought, our existence. And when and they know that from all that stress and tension that they give a that they perpetrate onto us. All they have to do is just come in and give us entertainment. Give us alcohol and drugs. So when we do freak out, you know, we can momentarily forget it. We can numb the pain. We can forget about all the BS. Forget about all that time and energy we spent doing something that we did not want to do. You know, it's one thing to have a job or a career or a skill that you truly enjoy doing. One of my best friends is into refrigeration. Dude is a wizard when it comes to learning that type of stuff and he really enjoys it. But I guarantee it, if he had the opportunity, if he could just do that without it being tied to money, where money wasn't an issue, where stress of working so hard wasn't an issue, he'd still, he, he would walk away from the opportunity of all that money and he would just do it for himself when he wanted to do it. Imagine being able to have everything you needed and then just use your skills to help your family and your friends and strangers. 
If somebody needed refrigeration, he can come over and help you. You could offset that by giving him some of your harvest, some of your food. Or if you're an auto mechanic, help him with this car. Help him build the deck. You know, all of these things. It's not to say that when we're in the creation of the Most High that people are not going to desire to work because men are wired that way. We are wired to be builders. But when we can actually put into something that is useful, something that benefits us directly, benefits our loved ones, benefits our family, our friends, strangers, imagine how much happier we're going to be. Think about that. That's my, my, my goal. My five-year goal is to learn as much as I can because I know we're all going to need it. I know there's going to be time in my life where I'm going to be humbled even more and have to learn from other people, and that's what I'm willing to do. But I know the payoff. I know how gratifying it's going to feel to not be tied down and feel like a dog in a crate all day when the owner's out and about or the owner just doesn't want to do its job. Imagine remaining loyal to that, that owner. And that's the thing that dogs will do. If a, if a dog, if all the dog has known its whole life is oppression and being harmed, that dog is still going to cling to that owner because that dog knows deep down that it depends on the owner for its survival. So to a degree, that dog is still going to be loyal because it, it needs to eat. It needs somewhere to stay. And that's the way the elites view us. They know deep down, no matter what they perpetrate onto us, we still need to depend on them. We still depend on their system because the vast majority of us have no real life skills. I'm serious, the vast majority of people have no real life skills. I was just watching a video with my woman the other day. We're watching a YouTube because we really are getting into hiking. We love hiking. You know, just the last year and a half of really, really making nature a part of my life has ultimately trans, it's completely transformed my life. So we've been watching hiking stuff and there's a guy named Craig Adams that I really enjoy his, his, his content, incredible, incredible film, filmmaker, the cinematography, everything. And we were watching the hiking videos. And we're thinking to ourselves, wow, like there's all of that world out there that we're meant to explore. And we were watching the video, one of the recent videos, I think he went to Alaska. He hiked a hundred miles in Alaska by himself. And this dude through the video, and he does a really good job of just making this, the video silent so that, so that the imagery of nature is captured. The silence and the sounds of nature is captured. He's really not talkative through his videos, which I myself love. She loves it too. And this guy, gets dropped off in a remote part of Alaska. Might I add, he's always solo traveling. A lot of people have never solo traveled. I highly recommend it. But he's like doing next level solo traveling, like out in remote locations. So he arrives at his, his destination and he takes a canoe. He gets help from somebody to flip over a canoe into the water. And then he goes into the water by himself out in the middle of the water in like, like in Alaska. Like I'm talking about like aqua blue water with mountain peaks in the back, 
trees, evergreen forest, everything, the whole nine yards. This dude's just out there by himself. He takes the canoe to another destination where he arrives, puts the canoe back, and then he ends up hiking a few miles up to a place where he's staying. And then in the video, once he gets to, whether it's like a lodge or Airbnb, I'm not sure, he gets to his location and this brother starts chopping wood. Starts chopping wood. Actually, this was before, this was, he was actually tenting. He got to a location, I believe, where he was gonna actually camp. He stayed at a different place another night. But the first time he arrives, he gets to a place where he wants to camp out and set up his tent and he starts chopping wood, doing all this by himself, setting up his tent, you know, making his own food, boiling his own water to make food so that he can survive. And I'm like thinking to her, I'm like, think about how many of us couldn't even do what he just did. Think about all the millions of people who wouldn't know how to row themselves on a canoe, who wouldn't know how to use a compass or a map, who would be comfortable if their phone died and knew what to do, how to survive. They knew where they were going. They knew the terrain. They could read the sun. They could read, you know, they don't need to look at the clock every hour. They can just look at when the sun rises and the sun sets. I'm talking about natural. I was like, I was, I was talking to her. I'm like, how many people do you think have those skills? And that's essentially his life. That's the life that we should all have. Not having to worry about money where if you wanted to just travel and go hike and go see the world, you could do that. You could take your children, you could take your loved ones. That's the real freedom, brothers and sisters. That's the real connection and alignment that the Most High gave to us, not everything that Babylon gives you. That takes away from your life force where by the time you're 70 and ready to retire, you can only count maybe 10 or 15 trips throughout your whole entire life that you took. And it's not like you went on a trip, these trips for a month at a time or two months or three months. No, you went for ooh three days, a long weekend, ooh seven days, 10 days, not even enough time to go see everything. You just had to rush. Is that even experiencing things? You know, the whole fact, the whole factor of time controls us. We are controlled in every single way you could imagine. And if you are smart enough to realize what I'm saying is true and it rings true with you, but yet you just accept it and yet you're like, shrug your shoulders. Oh, what can I do about it? I'm just one person. You deserve to be called the useless eater then because that is pathetic. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't understand how weak as people, we as men who are supposed to be protectors, we're supposed to be builders, to be leaders could look at evil and could look at the truth but then be so timid to be so soft to be so spineless and just say hey well let me just throw in the towel eh eh just super passive aggressive just just useless man and most people would be offended knowing that they were called a useless eater but then if you actually look at the way in which their life is going, you could almost argue that, hey, you kind of are living the way that they describe, though. You're not using your common sense. You're not using your discernment. You're not making decisions based upon your ability to gather the, the information or the evidence using your own senses. 
you're just literally being told what to do. You're being toyed with. You're a puppet on a string and you have no idea. So most people who get offended by that term really need to do some soul searching and ask themselves, does the shoe fit? If so, how am I going to change it? How am I going to do better? How am I going to go from a useless eater to the children of the Most High and loved and respected? up to you on whether you want and you're okay with being described as a useless eater or whether you want to break out of that mold and be exactly what the Most High intended you to be, which is free, which is righteous, which is happy, which is you. I definitely don't want to be considered a useless eater by the elites nor the most high. Because when you're complicit with evil, you are evil. So that's why I stress to people in my life, I stress on these podcasts, I stress in everyday life the importance of getting right with the most high. Because once the judgments are here and prophecies are here, I don't know how much window of opportunity a lot of people are going to have to get right. I really don't. I'm not going to speak for the Most High and speak as if I know exactly the mindset of the Most High, as if I know exactly what's going to happen, because no one does. It's all about putting together what we live through, the experiences we go through, and using our common sense and discernment to come to a conclusion. But I'm not sure exactly what the Most High has in mind, exactly what's going to happen. But in my honest opinion, putting in the work to be righteous is well worth what happens in the end, the payoff, how your life evolves and changes, how the questions that you had growing up become answered. how peace of mind comes into your life, how wisdom, knowledge, and understanding becomes you. You know, we should allow our knowing of this system, of Babylon, of the rat race, of the elite, to motivate us, to expose them, to call them out, to go against their setups, to leave their systems, leave them behind. Once they make that whole vaccine passport required like I have said and many other people have said over and over and over for months once that's in line and really a thing we already know that that's our exit from the society we already know that there's going to be no use for us in the society because right now they're already coming for us they're already coming for the unvaccinated whether 
you are wise enough to know that this whole entire pandemic was a hoax and that you're being led into the new world order and that it aligns with judgments and prophecies or whether you're ultimately just a skeptic of the vaccine but you believe in the actual virus either way they're coming for you they've already told you their plan they've already started the whole divide and conquer between the vax the vaccinated and the unvaxed they already are giving everybody the delta variant they already are telling you that the delta variant's going to get out of control in the fall they're already telling you that the numbers have spiked even with the vaccine that they gave you even with you know the miracle that your savior Biden and the rest of your idols and saviors gave to you in the vaccine all of a sudden their vaccine doesn't work it doesn't work you can still get what they say you can get even by taking it you can still transmit what they say is real to other people even by taking it and now with this whole delta they're telling you oh you know the vaccine's not going to do anything for you it's it's the unvaccinated we're worried about them when that doesn't even make sense if you're going to take something that protects you from something why would you be worried about another person that didn't take it does that make any sense what would be the point of you taking it then if it's not going to even do what it's supposed to do even though anybody who's done enough research knows that these are not vaccines these are mrna these are dna molecular changing and altering gene therapy shots basically death shots that we're putting into our into our temple but the fact that no one even knows that says a lot because we know what's going to happen we know the fact that they've pumped fake the masses long enough they took away their sports for a little bit of 2020 they took away their ability to travel they took away a lot of their celebrities a lot of celebrities weren't doing tv shows movies concerts weren't going on restaurants weren't open bars were closed they took away all of your vices all of your forms of escapism and now they're selling it back to you for your soul all while calling you useless eaters all while mocking you I mean I couldn't think of an entity as wicked as that. That's why we know that these are Nephilim. No real person of mankind, no decent human, no decent person would ever be like this. And so they're gearing you up and you know how many people have their guards down now? Now that their playoff sports are going on, they can watch their playoffs their guards are down now that they see artists announcing concerts their guards are down now that they can go out to eat without their muzzle their guards are down now that they can go grocery shop without their muzzle their guards are down now they believe everything is normal again no you got to understand how these people work you got to understand where the world is going and what is going to happen how all business big and large mark my words are going to mark are going to require the mark of the beast vaccine shot so when your back is up against the wall when you got to make a decision are you going to are you going to make the decision to chase money and continue to be in the rat race 
and trade your soul for a system that's collapsing? Or are you going to wisen up and start preparing and start learning skills, start getting closer to the most high, start seeking righteousness, justice, and truth? Are you going to start listening to people such as myself warn you, give you the gems? You know, not at all tooting my own horn, nor do real content creators who are humble. But many of us have done the work for you already. So there's no excuse. There's no excuse. I've already put the groundwork for you in many, many series. Go listen to Vile Vaccines. Go listen to all three episodes. Go listen to Plandemic Folly, all five episodes. Go listen to Lovers of Lies. Go listen to these series. Go listen to False Prophets and tell me that I haven't done the, re the work for you, done the research for you. You can go back and look at the links. You can go and search and look at what I showed you if you need verification. So how many people are willing to put the work in to save their lives and the lives of their family? Or are they going to continue to be a useless eater and they're going to continue to be foolish enough to believe that people that they don't know care about them? You know, the choice is yours, ultimately. But you can't say that you won't, you weren't warned. Because in the end of the day, once the system turns on people, we're really going to start to see dark days. We're going to see the true colors of people come out. And we're very close to that, brothers and sisters. We're gearing up. I've been feeling it in my spirit that they're gearing us up for something. Even a few episodes back, maybe a month and a half ago, I was saying, okay, something could happen in June or July. You can just feel it. And people would be like, oh, you were wrong about June. You know what? I don't care about being right. The, you know, it's a good thing when you are wrong, especially in terms of people's lives and, and this world. You don't want the wicked to continue to do wicked things, but you got to warn people. The thing is, they've already been running psyops in the background for the last month and a half, if you've been paying attention. Talking about the grid going down, talking about, you know, all of this cyber warfare that they're obviously predictive programming into your mind. And now telling you out in the open what their plans are. And no one is going to do their, no one cares. Most people just, just, okay, don't even think of anything of it. To them, it's like, whatever. They're already telling you what the plan is. You know, I just came across new information about the Cyber Yankee 2021 drill, where the National Guard apparently just simulated a cyber attack that shuts down utilities nationwide. A black a blackout. Think about when we talked about this last fall, about how there was going to be a blackout in the United States, and then look what happened to Texas. Think about the Public Enemy album. What are you going to do when the grid goes down? They're telling you to your face. The anarchy is almost here. Right now, it's all unrest. It's uneasy. People just want 
will do anything to go back to not feeling this way, feeling anxious, feeling worried, feeling uneasy, feeling confused. But in the meantime, they've been running psychological operations in the background, all while you put your guard down, all while they're gearing you up for, what, the 4th of July? So we already know what's going to happen when they tell you on the 4th of July that, oh, we missed President Biden's goal of, what, what did he say, 70% at least receiving their first shots of the, the population. Well, we knew that that wasn't going to happen, whether they're telling us the truth or not. It could, have, it could be 70% and they'd still lie to you. So you got to be aware of that. So if it really is 45% and July 4th comes, you best believe that they're going to turn up the heat on the unvaccinated. You best believe that the division is going to be here very soon. They already have the signs on businesses basically creating the division. Oh, vaccinated can come in without a mask. Feel free to come in without a mask. Unvaccinated still need the mask. And they're only going to allow this period of time, this rest for a little bit more time. And then it's just going to be off to the races with the psyops and the false flags. I can just feel it. They're going to have to turn the vaccinated on the unvaccinated sooner or later. Now they've given you a Delta variant and you all still cannot figure out the routine of the elites, their trend. They do the same thing over and over and over and they just switch out a few things. They're not creative. The Nephilim are not creative. They're just deceptive. All they can use is deception. They have no skills. Deception's really not a... I mean, it's a skill to a degree. You know, I, I could go and hang out in, in, in a classroom with kindergartners and trick them. Does that, make, does that make me smart or intelligent? Not necessarily. It just means that I took advantage of kindergartners. It's no different than withholding the truth from people and lying and using deception and then getting control of them. Because really that's what has happened to us. We've had our whole existence lied. It's just been a fabrication. Our whole existence is meant to keep a system alive that's destroying us. And something's gotta give sooner than later. You know, to be a useless eater is something that all of us should strive to not be. All of us, in a sense, should use that as motivation to fight back against the system, to call out and expose these Nephilim, to call out and expose Babylon. And not only that, but remove ourselves from the system as much as we can. Learn to grow our own food. Learn to distill our own water and collect rainwater. Learn to build a house. Learn to survive off the land. Survive in the wilderness. Learn all these things. Once you have all of that, what else do you need? Other than the Most High, you don't need their system. You won't need that job once you can provide all of your needs. What are you going to need that job for? You want to just keep working to work and just getting taxed? And just, just living in the rat race? Is that how you want to live the rest of your life? Just in the rat race? Does that sound exciting to you? What, what, you have 14 days off a year? Cool. What, you got the weekends and 14 days off a year? That sounds like misery to me. Sounds like absolute enslavement and misery. 
to study your enemies is something that is vital, to say the least. To study their habits will allow you, just to know their history and study your, your, their habits will allow you to use common sense and discernment anytime you have to deal with something they give you. I mean, realistically, we're better off ignoring them to a degree, but you also it also is wise to know what they're up to so that you know how to maneuver and react in the best way possible. Let's look at the term, the definition of useless eaters and the history behind it. A term implied in National Security Study Memorandum 200 written by Henry Kissinger. It basically implies that there are too many useless eaters consuming valuable resources would be better used by a reduced world population. And that's exactly why I brought up eugenics. Eugenics is all about controlling population. They will deem you or I as useless because we don't fit into the mold that they deem as a useful human, as a useful person. To, to, to them, you're not useful. You're not a desirable race or you're not a desirable nation. You're not what they want. So therefore, you're useless in their eyes. Why do you think they have Planned Parenthood? Go look it up. Go look up William Henry Gates Sr., Bill Gates' father, and who he was in his hands, and eugenics in his hands in Planned Parenthood. There's no coincidences, brothers and sisters. Just pay attention to the signs. There's a reason why people like that were wrapped up in the destruction of the, of the masses in the destruction of our homes, the bond between man and woman, the bond between man, woman, and child, the bond between the most high, man, woman, and child. All of that has been all but destroyed. And we've been molded into useless eaters, to people who can't even use their own brains. Imagine how the creator feels and thinks about us when the creator gave us all the tools we needed to survive and to come to our own conclusions, yet we don't even use our tools. We have a whole shed full of tools, but yet we're walking around asking somebody else for help or waiting on somebody else to tell us what to do and how to do it. That's why we're called useless eaters. That's because that's why our days on this earth are limited. That's why we live primarily in calamity and unhappiness and depression and sadness and tension. And the original quote from Henry, Henry Kissinger was, the elderly are useless eaters. And let's just think about that. People are going to be like, you know, the idiots are going to be like, oh, he, he was talking about the elderly. He wasn't talking about everyone. Look, doofus, read in between the lines. If somebody's saying a whole entire population is are useless eaters, what are they telling you? They're saying that you are. Aren't you going to be an elderly person one day? Are you going to grow old? 
when you think about it, they showed you how they feel about the elderly. Who were the first ones that they targeted with this whole entire pandemic? Those the elderly, right? The people in nursing homes, right? Saying that they needed the shots first. Saying that they were the most vulnerable to this fake virus, to this hoax. You know why they got rid of a lot of the elderly and you know why they poisoned a lot of the elderly with the mark of the beast? Because they know once they die, they're not going to have to pay out Medicare. They know that once somebody takes that vaccine, their life insurance policy is going to void the whole contract because you went and took an experimental jab. Go look it up. I've done the work for you. Many of us have actually done the work. You know, many of us actually do things. We look into our enemies. We see how they act. We see the policies they make overnight. Yeah, exactly. So if your grandma or your mother or father, grandfather, whatever, went and took that vaccine and then they die a week or a couple days, a week, a month, a year, years, a decade from when they took that, you're you're still going to be void of your life insurance. It doesn't matter. You took a, a experimental vaccine. Go look it up. Go look at how many life insurance companies are going to void that. They also know if they get rid of the elderly during this whole pandemic with the mark of the beast that there's no one to sue. Through their language, through their snake serpent English language, they're able to connive and write up terms and conditions that you went and signed. When you went and took that vaccine, you basically told them that I'm giving up my rights. I'm waiving my rights to any type of repercussion. You have no accountability or responsibility for how this ends with me. I know that I'm a guinea pig. You've already told me it's experimental. You've already told me that it's only approved for emergency use. It's not actually fully approved. You've already told me. You've already given me all the info. It's up to me to be smart, not to be a useless eater. It's up to me to be smart enough to read between the lines or to listen to those who put the work in. But no, you're going to go take that and you're not going to be able to sue them. So why would they not get rid of the elderly first, the ones who would actually have wisdom? You know, I'm not saying a lot of them do, but there are some, there's a good portion. They just have had more life experiences. They've seen the Nephilim and this beast system firsthand pull false flags and psyops on them more than we have. Just by default, just because they've been around longer. So there's many out there that they want to silence. And it's one thing to be able to silence one, but it's another thing to be able to have their family turn on them too. Because they knew even the ones who were wise enough to see through this whole gimmick would also have useless eating family members who fell for the gimmick. Family members who were like, oh my God, I haven't seen my grandma or my grandpa in a year. I haven't seen mom or dad in a year. How stupid are you? That's dumb. That's really dumb. Think about the trauma that you knowingly underwent because you essentially are a useless eater in their eyes. They can tell you to do anything, anything that's crazy they can tell you to do. As long as it's in the name of their science, as long as it's in the name of success, right? As long as it's in the name of consumerism and the system, right? As long as it's in the name of the rat race, right? They can tell you and get you to do anything. They can get you to roll over when they want to. They can get you to fetch. 
They can get you to sit. They can say down. They can say up. They can say spin. So how can you sit here and claim that you're not a useless eater? How can we sit here and argue that, hey, we're, we're more than that? When we're showing not only them, but we're showing the most high that that's what we're comfortable being. That that's where we're comfortable living like. Even though we are given the whole entire creation to ourselves, but we're comfortable living the way that they've given to us, right? According to the Grand Margie 422.me article slash blog entitled Useless Eaters Maintain Humanity Under 500 Million. Globalists tell how they will reduce population by more than 90%. Written by Gary Ungurian and published on March 27, 2020. I was looking through articles I have written and came upon one which I thought would be very timely to republish. We are in the middle of a crisis this world has never before encountered. We all know that the most vulnerable to actually dying from the COVID virus are the elderly and the infirm. When I saw the useless eaters in the title, it did give me a pause. Globalists have referred to the elderly using these terms and to disabled people as well. People who spend their lives thinking of ways to rid the planet of useless eaters are eugenicists. And right off the bat, you got the author talking about eugenicists. Bill Gates' father was a well-known eugenicist and at one time was the head of Planned Parenthood. The apple certainly did not fall far from the tree in the Gates family. Bill Gates has been finding creative ways to reduce the population, especially in third world countries. And the author is completely spot on, minus them believing in the virus. Bill Gates, I mean, go back and listen to vile vaccines. Go back and listen to plan. Go, go, go back and listen to pandemic folly. We, we spoke about all of the countries that Bill Gates went to. We spoke about all the outrage that came of it. We spoke about all of the pockets that Bill Gates is lining or being lined by. He's in bed with what the CDC, the WHO, everything, the FDA, all of these people. He's making profit off of this. And yet he has full control over these establishments. What does that tell you? All right, the article goes on to say, have you heard of the Georgia Guidestones? I've written about this unsettling monument. 10 globalist commandments, which I call the commandments of antichrist are engraved into the stones. The commandment, commandment which really can get your heart racing is this, maintain humanity at under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Since our planet has about 77.7 billion people, I'll do the math for you. This means that more than 90% of the population of human beings must be eliminated. And what people got to understand is that the Georgia Guidestones are a place. You can go visit them and go see this exact mention of humanity of under 500,000. So it's not like people are just making this up. This is an actual place you can go visit out in the open. The truth has always been in plain sight. They love mocking you. They love telling you their next moves because they're playing chess while we're playing checkers. They view us as pawns. The Georgia Guidestones. 
okay, where, where did he? So there's a, there's a, here's the last article I wrote in the Georgia Guidestones. The Georgia Guidestones and the Ten Commandments of the Coming Antichrist. I will post some ex excerpts from the piece. In 1980, a very strange stone formation was created in, in a city in Georgia. It has been called the Stonehenge of America. Its name is the Georgia Guidestones. The Georgia Guidestones is a granite monument erected in 1980 in Elbert County, Georgia in the United States. A set of 10 guidelines is inscribed on the structure in eight modern languages, and a shorter message is inscribed at the top of the structure in four ancient language scripts, Babylonian, Classical Greek, Sanskrit, and Egyptian hieroglyphs. And there you go. They, I mean, ancient language, that's just, that's Nephilim language, Babylonian, classic, Classical Greek, Sanskrit, and Egyptian hieroglyphs. There you go. Guidestones, Ten Commandments of Antichrist, Satan. So I'm going to read through the ones that they listed. Maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance of nature. Guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Unite humanity with a living new language. Rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Avoid petty laws and useful, useless officials. Balance personal rights and social duties. Prize truth, beauty, love. Seeking harmony with the infinite. And you got to ask yourself, what do they mean seeking harmony with the infinite? Are you talking about Baal? Are you talking about the morning star? What are you talking about? Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. And so people are going to say, oh my God, these are like actually good things. No, you got to read in between the lines. They're saying 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. The laws that they say that they want fair laws and just courts, that's just for them. It's not for you. Balance personal rights and social duties, that means they're going to control you. They don't care about your rights. They're talking about them. Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. People are going to be like, oh, well, that, that, that's a part of the Great Reset. They, they care about global warming. If you're that dumb to believe in, in global warming and what they're telling you, then you're going to fall for this. To them, leave room for nature means they want to have all of the lands and have you gone. Plain and simple, because you're a useless eater in their eyes. article goes on to state well brethren this certainly puts people in their place instead of being made in the image of god which we know is true we are clutter and even a cancer upon the earth the globalists would say mother earth going back to the permissible number of people being 500 million is still problematic there has to be a catastrophic event or events which wipe out most of humanity and since this was engraved into the Georgia Guidestones by individuals who must be involved with coming world events, I believe that these people are privy to what will happen. I also believe that they are Satanists waiting for Antichrist. But then, 
but they would not call him that name. To them, he is a savior of the earth. They are totally deluded. Today, I read an article which spells out just how the elites plan to substantially reduce the population on earth. They wish to rid the world of what they call useless eaters. The globalists plan to exterminate humanity now, begins now. Useless eaters must be eliminated, says globalists. Far beyond the distractions of political bickering and cultural trends, the big, big picture that's unfolding across our world right now is a plan to exterminate 90% of the current human population in order to save the planet and protect what globalists see as the future of human survival on a cosmic scale. This plan is underway due to two very important developments. The rise of robotic systems that can replace human labor, eliminating the need for a worldwide a world of impoverished human workers whose only re reason for existence from the point of view of the globalists was to be exploited for cheap labor and manipulated votes. If you aren't aware that robots are replacing human labor, you've, you're way behind the curve. As this zero hedge story shows, heavy duty robots are being introduced that can replace human labor in construction and other similar jobs. Critically, the reason Globalists are ready to replace low-wage humans with robots is because robots will be granted voting rights. Once robots are vo granted voting rights under the justification that AI is conscience, globalists will have no more need for humans. Migrant waves to third-world populations. They will simply program all the robots to vote in every election, which originally isn't far from what's being done right now with human votes. Number two, entitlement payouts to humans are draining government resources. And before I even get into number two, think about the episode of transhumanism. They want to replace the majority of the manual labor jobs with robots so that they don't have to pay people. And not only that, those that are going to play ball in the new world order, they need to be transhuman. They need to become one with machine. You need those prions in your body. You know, you need those, those micro robots in your, in your bloodstream so that they can send signals and messages to their system, to their cloud. You're going to be hooked up to the cloud. You're not going to even be a human being. You're going you're gonna to lack a soul. So number two, entitlement payouts to humans are draining government resources that globalists believe should be spent on space colonization, space weaponization, faster than light, FTL, travel technology, and other exotic tech systems that can defend human civilization against cosmic threats. Thanks to the socialist policies, so many people are now collecting entitlements that governments now see the masses as an unsustainable financial burden. If the masses were eliminated, governments that were on the path to financial insolvency could suddenly achieve balanced budgets and remain solvent rather than collapsing under endless debt spending. This is especially true when considering the robot replacement of human workers. Given that robots collect no welfare, food stamps, workers' comp, sick days, or retirement benefits, 
Once robots can replace all the benefits of human labor with all, without all the costs associated with human entitlements, the globalists will very quickly accelerate their plan to exterminate what they see as excess humans. Part of the elitist justification for all this rests on the fact that, gl that globalists believe Earth is a vulnerable planet for multiple reasons, including space weather events, asteroid strikes, solar flares, etc., as well as human depletion of natural resources. The elimination of 90% of the human population, they believe, is necessary to prevent the planet's resources from being consumed by useless eaters instead of being redirected into exotic research projects that would shore up the survival of the human species and protect against cosmic events that, right now, could wipe out humanity in an instant. Okay, so let's, let's before we even move on, let's call out the BS, because it stinks. So they want to spend your energy and your resources on space colonization, which we already see, space weaponization, remember Space Force, remember Trump, faster than light FTL travel technology, and a ton of other things. First of all, anybody who has a brain knows that space is not real. There's no such thing as outer space. There's no such thing as aliens. There's no such thing as the cosmos, the planets, the wormholes, the black holes, the milkiest ways. There's no, there's no such thing. Anybody who argues to defend that is just living in a fantasy because you yourself could never prove it. You yourself can never confirm it. All you can do is be a useless eater who is great at regurgitating lies. So there's nobody can impress me with their ability to regurgitate a textbook full of lies or some teacher who told them lies in their science class when they're in fourth grade. Just because you watched E.T. doesn't mean it's real, brothers and sisters. Come on, wake up. What, you like the movie Interstellar? What, Star Wars? Come on, people. Gotta wake up and see that they literally are making up reasons to destroy you and kill you. They tell you that there's space, this, that, and the third, and that, you know, asteroid can come and destroy all of us, this, that, and the third. We need more of your tax dollars so we can go visit. We need to have Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos go visit for you. Like, I mean, they treat you like you're an idiot, man. Like, honestly, because a lot of you are idiots. They can they can make up any story, any wild story, and you we're going to run and jump with it. And then they're going to tell you, oh, other extraterrestrial life is trying to harm you. And these people are going to try to save you. The same people that say they wanted to, to depopulate you, they're going to try to save you. Imagine the people that are going to support going to war against aliens. Like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Honestly, it's worse than this whole virus. It's worse than believing in the pandemic. Because a lot of people are, are that useless. That they're going to be like, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to sign up. We should go fight those aliens. Not even seeing an alien a day in their life. Not even seeing one. Not seeing an aircraft. Not seeing anything. And don't tell me those grainy videos that you see on TV that they give to you are real. Those little grainy videos that are shaky and all you see is a light in the sky. All you see is hologram technology that they use. The same technology that they used in 9-11. The same holographic technology that they've had for more than likely decades. So just wanted to point that out because space is fake and you must understand that.
The article goes on to state, specifically, globalists believe that Earth's elites must colonize other planets. There you go. In, in order to diversify the survival odds of the human race. So they're basically saying, we're your, we're your saviors, not the most high. To them, the most high is not real, right? So we need to go out there and save you against other planets. Ultimately, this colonization must move beyond our solar system and build human worlds near other stars. There you go, fallen angels, stars, stars on Hollywood. build faster than light travel systems to colonize planets orbiting other stars within our galaxy come on people build exotic planetary defense systems that protect earth from attacks by other civilizations that they know inhabit the cosmos think about the word the cosmos do you know what the cosmos are it's just they can just make up any word achieve breakthrough leaps in artificial intelligence quantum computing and material science that enable for example the construction of space elevators a necessary breakthrough for lifting materials into orbit to support the construction of human colonies on Mars and elsewhere. Wow, I have never even heard of a space elevator. I mean, come on, people. A space elevator? Tell me when the last time you were able to look up into the blue sky and see past the blue sky and the, and the white clouds. Even when you were on an airplane. Even when you were tens of thousands of feet in the Earth. When were you able to see past... When did you ever look in the sky and you're like, oh, whoa, they're, oh, whoa, that must be how they get to space. You're an idiot. We've all been idiots. And if you're an adult holding on to this, I don't know what to say about you because you are a useless eater. How can you fall for a fantasy? I mean, they literally are making up reasons to give you the great reset in the new world order, all based off lies. continues on with by stating the current situation where earth's governments are spending the vast majority of their wealth paying for useless eaters to continue living and reproducing isn't a sustainable scenario globalists believe thus they see the extermination of 90 percent of the human population as a necessary evil in order to save the world and save humanity on a cosmic scale i mean think about the word necessary evil does that even make sense when has evil been necessary? Unnecessary evil, people? Come on. It almost reminds you... Okay, let me go on. In essence, and this is not my point of view, but there's every dollar that currently, that's currently going to feed a food stamp re recipient, process a migrant, or finance the retirement of a former government worker would be better spent on colonizing Mars, the globalists believe. All their current talk of advocating for migrants is merely a way to overthrow sovereign nations, eliminate borders, and establish global United Nations control from which global depopulation can be directed without resistance from independent nation states. Let that sink in. On, people we got to start looking at the signs
gotta start looking at the signs. The article actually goes on to say, there's actually a really good portion. Let me read this part. Global immune system suppression is underway to prepare humanity for the bioweapon assault. For bioweapons to succeed in their goal of exterminating 90% of the human race, humans must have their immune system suppressed in advance of bioweapons exposure. This plan is already well underway. Immunosuppression is easily accomplished through multiple vectors described below. Here are just a few of the ways this is being done right now. Bio-sludge mass contamination of soils and, and the food supply. See my upcoming film, Bio-sludge. Number two, toxic medicine and toxic vaccines. Nearly all the prescription medica medications are now consumed by Westerners are biologically toxic. Most cause immune suppressed most cause immune suppressed in one way or another, and many lead to nutritional deficiencies that further weaken the human immune system. Flu shot vaccines are scientifically proven to weaken immune response in subsequent years, meaning anyone who takes vaccines is more vulnerable to bioweapons. This is not a coincidence. It is a global IQ test to see which humans are stupid enough to commit suicide via injection while calling it medicine. That's exactly it right there. Number three, toxic food supply laced with neurodegenerative chemicals and immune suppressive chemicals. The human food supply is intentionally laced with toxic chemicals that impede brain function, immune function, and fertility. These chemicals known as pesticides and herbicides are intentionally designed to interfere with key neurological or psychological functions. Otherwise, they would not kill other living organis organisms such as insects. The fact that they are designated as pesticides is proof that they kill living organisms. Most people don't realize this, but popular breakfast cereals such as corn flakes are made almost entirely out of ingredients that are registered with the EPAs as biopesticides. Number four, propaganda attacks on nutrition. The entire fake news complex, fake media news, fake news media complex continues to denigrate the importance of immune enhancing nutrients such as vitamin D, zinc, and selenium. Knowing that gullible news consumers can be convinced to avoid nourishing their own bodies, those who believe the corporate-run news articles are committing nutritional suicide, turning to big pharma instead of supplementary nutrition, causing them to become weak in both body and mind. This is all by design. Weak-minded people are easier for the info propagandists to manipulate and control. And the last thing they want is people obtaining the ability to operate with cognitive clarity and presence of mind. And that's incredible that this author mentioned this and went deep because that's exactly what I said earlier. What do you think your gut is? It's your second brain. What do you think being fat and obese is doing to you, especially if you're eating terrible foods? It's destroying your cognitive clarity, your ability to think, your ability to use common sense rationale, reason, and logic. Number five, chemtrails. This is a very controversial subject. Not every contrail in the sky is a chemtrail, but it is simple scientific fact that global warming scientists are well into the process of alternating the atmosphere using what they call geoengineering experiments. The very subject of chemtrails used 
to be derided as a conspiracy theory, but it, now it's openly explored by scientists in the name of reversing climate change. I mean, come on, people. We already know what that is. That's to block out the sun. It's to control your weather. It's HARP. It's H-A-R. We already know HARP. We already know weather modification. That's been something they've been using for, for centuries, for decades, if not longer. Number six, the promotion of immunosuppressive sexual behaviors involving multiple partners and anal penetra- penetrative sex. This point offends the easily offended, but the promotion of gay lifestyles involving unprotected sex with multiple sex partners also creates the rapid transmission of bloodborne disease. This is exactly why the gay community is currently experiencing epidemic explosion in anal cancer, which the, which the left-wing media is desperately trying to sweep under the rug and pretend isn't happening. Number seven, the planned global debt bubble collapse is being engineered right now by the central banks of the world. One of the desirable outcomes of this is the plunging of first world nations into financial destitution, which ultimately promotes infectious disease and dissuades access to medical care. Right this very moment, the streets of San Francisco are littered with human feces and drug needles. The medical implications of the financial collapse of cities into feces-ridden filth hubs should be obvious. Impoverished cities and nations are cesspools for the spread of pandemics. Financial collapse is just one small part of the very big picture, and that's exactly right. Think about us talking about the financial collapse and what they're doing to the dollar. Look what they just did to Bitcoin. Look what they're doing to all those stupid coins that you can't even hold on to, you can't even touch. So once the grid goes down, what are you going to do with the Bitcoin if you can't access it, you idiot? What are you going to do? They, they know you're a useless eater because you don't even take the time to put two and two together. The foods you're eating, the water you're drinking, the, the activities that you're partaking in are literally killing you and destroying you. That's why they call you a useless, useless eater and they boldly say that. The article goes on to state, last but not least, this is the last thing I'll read. The bottom line is that the the effort to soften up your immune system is well underway. Be sure to do exactly what the anti-human media tells you to do and keep taking your flu shot. Your obedience to this quack science ritual is required in order for you to serve the interests of the globalists by eliminating yourself from the human gene pool. The sicker you are, the more easily you can be killed off in the interest of saving the world. And that's exactly how they view you. That's exactly what's going on in the New World Order and the Great Reset. Everything that you're going to see is going to happen until the Most High intervenes. That's it. There's nothing you can do to stop it. Nothing I can do to stop it. We just prepare. Let me read a few additional quotes by Henry Kissinger, the one who believes that you're a useless eater. You and I are useless. Who controls the food supply, controls the people, Who controls the energy can control whole continents. Who controls money can control the world. It's pretty obvious. Another quote, control oil and you control nations, control food and you control the people. A diamond is a chunk of coal that is made good under pressure. And that's a gem right there, just dropping 
information to you when people go spend their hard-earned money on a diamond, when they are made up, when they're created. Who controls money controls the world. Depopulation should be the highest priority of foreign policy towards the third world because the U.S. economy will require large and increasing amounts of minerals from abroad, especially from less developed countries. Each success only buys an admission ticket to a more difficult problem. World population needs to be decreased by 50%. Here's another one. It is not a matter of what is true that counts, but a matter of what is perceived to be true. And there you go. Right back to your propaganda. Right back to your elites. Right back to your leaders. Right back to your little Fauci boy. Flip-flop Fauci like a fish out of water, just flipping around. The one thing man fears is the unknown. When presented with the scenario, individual rights will be willingly relinquished for the guarantee of their well-being granted to them by a world government, a new world order. And look at what people are doing, giving up their rights, accepting a, a, a passport, a vaccine passport so they can go to a, a playoff game. How stupid are you, man? You're going to a strip club to go get a vaccine now? What, because you got a free lap dance? Oh, you went to go get a vaccine because what? They gave you a joint? They gave you a donut? Wow, man. Another quote. Military men are just dumb, stupid animals to be used as pawns in foreign policy. And what did I say about military people? I said they're brainwashed. I've spoken on this multiple times. Think about the movie Manchurian Candidate. Prime example of MK Ultra. I spoke on in the episode of Hollywood and many other episodes throughout. And last but not least, Every civilization that has ever existed has ultimately collapsed. History is a tale of efforts that failed or aspirations that weren't realized. So, as a historian, one has to live with a sense of the inevitable, inevitability of tragedy. So this, this sodomite, this, this, this character already knew where things were going in the world. This character already knew what the elites wished to do. That you're a useless eater. He openly called you and I useless eaters. And people are just going to see that and just say, well, you're, you're thinking too deep. You're being a conspiracy theory. You're the useless eater. Be you. Do you. By all means, just listen to them. By all means, just go along with the go along with whatever they tell you to do. With all means, go take the vaccines. Go take the booster shots. Do everything they tell you to do. By all means, if people like myself are conspiracy theorists, just do you. We don't care. I don't care about waking people up like that anymore. We don't. Because ultimately, you're not going to serve any purpose in the creation of the Most High. You're just going to hold people back. Because your arrogance, your ego, your pride, your lack of humility is going to drag you down and anyone like you. And we already know those who, if the leader is wicked, the servants are wicked. We already know that. We were already taught that. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 28 but calamity awaits rebels and sinners together and the together and those who forsake the most high will perish and that's facts a lot of people are don't know what's about to happen and they don't know what's happening because they only care about getting back to normal they only care about that concert or that album or that playoff game or that message on the dating app 
or that alcohol or that or those drugs or that movie or that TV show. That's all people care about nowadays. Jeremiah chapter 4 verse 22. For my people are stupid. They have not recognized me. They are foolish children and they are not discerning. They are wise at doing evil but know not how to do good. And that's exactly how we are. That's exactly how we operate. Why is it doing evil but know not how to do good? Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. My people has been eliminated for lack of knowledge, for you have spurned knowledge, and I will spurn you from serving me. And as you have forgotten the Torah of your God, I too will forget your children. You know, once we gave up the laws, the statutes, the commandments, and turned it in for the ways of the Nephilim, Most High is not going to deal with you or I. Most High is not going to protect us. Most High is not going to give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. We're not going to have peace of mind. We're not going to have prosperity. We're not going to have our land. We're not going to have fresh food and real food, organic from the soil. We're not going to have clean water. We're not going to have clear skies. We're not going to have any of that. We're not going to have peace. Animals are not going to have peace. The world's not going to have peace. Because we're not aligned with our creator, plain and simple. Amos chapter 5 verse 10. They despise the one who admonishes by the gate, and the one who speaks purely they detest. And that's facts. They hate the righteous. They hate this message. That's why they censor the righteous. That's why they try to talk us down from the truth. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 12. Woe to him who builds a city with bloodshed and establishes a city with iniquity. That's your world for you. Whole entire world was built that way. Whole entire systems were set up. Let's do Psalm chapter 146, verse 3. It's a reminder to the people who forget. Do not rely on nobles nor on a human being, for he holds no salvation. Let's do Proverbs chapter. Let's do chapter. Let me see what I'm feeling. Let's do chapter 29, verse 12. If a ruler hearkens to falsehood, all his servants are wicked. So if you want to continue supporting the system, by all means do it. But just know that they view you as useless eaters. Just know that they want to depopulate you. Just know that they want to take your life that you know in Babylon away from you. So you have nothing left. The choice is yours. A warning to the wicked. May the Most High bring calamities, strife, and iniquities upon you. To those who curse me, my family, and are aiming to retaliate against me for exposing them. To those who hate the Most High and the righteous men and women along with the creation. To those who trick or mock the Most High's righteous men and women. To those who want to see me lose my career, my livelihood, my health, my finances, or even my life. May the Most High do unto you tenfold. May the Most High put a curse upon you and eradicate you and your entire family seed and lineage. May you no longer inhabit the earth. For the Most High speaks through me. I'm here to do the righteous work. Therefore, I will send a curse upon those who wish for my downfall. 
peace and blessings to all the righteous men and women of the Most High. Peace and blessings to all of those who have been on their own narrow path of the righteous with the Most High. And to those who are beginning on their own narrow path of the righteous with the Most High. May the Most High continue to bless you, protect you, guide you, and provide you with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. May your life be fulfilled and may you have peace of mind all of your days along with your family lineage. All praises to the Most High and the Most High only. Shalom.